Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 176, Continual Dedication to the Lord. I've mentioned on this podcast before that I have never been known as a reader. That is until I found audiobooks. <laughs> and now I devour fiction. I still don't read a lot of nonfiction. But I do read a lot of fiction books. A few years ago, though, I had the privilege of going through my pastor's library and picking out cassette tapes. Yes, it was that old. Cassette tapes and or books that I wanted to check out and listen to or read. And I pulled this book on prayer. And the very first chapter was on a person that at that time I had not heard of. His name is George Mueller. And I had no idea the influence that that little one chapter was going to have on my life. And then how the story of George Mueller would impact my life until I go see Jesus. If you do not know anything about George Mueller, haven't heard about him and his life of prayer, you can learn some of that on video, since, again, not a big reader here, on video by looking on YouTube and looking up The Robber of the Cruel Streets, the story of George Mueller. You can read many different books on his life, and you can read about his answers to prayer. He kept a prayer journal. And in that journal, he records, and if you do not know this already, you better kind of hold on to your seats. He records over 50,000 answers to prayer. Over 50,000 answers to prayer. He had an extraordinary Christian walk and especially a prayer life where God answered again and again and again and again and again for the practical needs not only of George Mueller but for the ministries to which he was entrusted. As I was preparing for today's podcast, I came upon a quote from Mueller that fits with our stories of today, talking about continual dedication to the Lord, the pouring out of ourselves to the Lord. And this is what Mueller said about his own life. When a man asked George Mueller the secret of his service, Mueller responded, there was a day when I died, utterly died, died to George Mueller, his opinions, preferences, taste, and will, died to the world, its approval or censure, died to the approval or blame even of my brethren and friends. And since then, I have studied to show myself only approved only to God. And that information is in the show notes. Was there a day that you died, utterly died, to your opinions, your preferences, your taste, and your will? The thing is, that may be something that we do once, but it's something that we need to do repeatedly. It needs to be a continual process because we're human. And we may make 
a major dedication of our life. We may turn over everything to the Lord in that moment. But as we go along, we're not as dedicated as we were. And so it needs to be a continual process. As we look at today's scriptures, we continue through the life of David. And we look today specifically about David's military victories. And especially in 2 Samuel verse or chapter 8, verse 11. So we've seen that David, this is, this is when David's kingdom of Israel was just rocking and rolling. And we're going to see at least one reason why that is. You know, David went through a lot before he ever got to be king of Israel. And we've seen that God has promised him an eternal kingdom. And what David does not know is that through his lineage, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would be born. David's just going along, being obedient in all areas except for female companionship. We know that that's a problem. That's not addressed in today's lesson. We see how David and his troops are victorious around every turn. We talked last week about how success may look, that some of us may have those moments like David where we have success in front of many. A few minutes ago on my social media feed, I saw some somebody who I knew back in the day and they had been in a some sort of Iron Man, Iron Woman kind of race and had won first place. Some of us will have those earthly accolades. But when it's all said and done, the only accolades that are going to marry, marry, oh my goodness, my words, the only accolades that are going to matter are the ones that are treasures in heaven. And David, during this time, was having earthly victories, but he was also laying up for himself treasures in heaven. Second Samuel 8 verses 1 through 12. After this, David defeated and subdued the Philistines by conquering Gath, their largest town. Who do we know what that was from Gath? I'll give you a hint. That big G. Yes, the biggest G that we talk about in biblical history being Goliath. He was from the town of Gath. And the Philistines were the Israelites' worst enemies at that time at least worst earthly enemies at that time. David also conquered the land of Moab. He made the people lie down on the ground and in a row, and he measured them off in groups with a length of rope. He measured off two groups to be executed for every one group to be spared. The Moabites who were spared became David's subjects and paid him tribute money. We're going back over right now. The story that we talked about last week to lead into verses 7 through 12, which is our focus for this week. So in this, we see how victorious David is. In verse 3, David also destroyed the forces of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. When Hadadezer marched out to strengthen his control along the Euphrates River, David captured 1,000 chariots, 7,000 charioteers, and 20,000 foot soldiers. He crippled all the chariot horses except enough for, eight, 
for 100 chariots. When Arameans from Damascus arrived to help King Hadadezer, David killed 22,000 of them. Then he placed several army garrisons in Damascus, the Aramean capital. The Arameans became David's subjects and paid him tribute. So the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. And that was our focal part for last week, that the Lord made him victorious wherever he went. And we talked about how victory does not always look like standing on the top of a pedestal getting an Olympic medal, even though it can look that way. And so then we jump into our specific scriptures for this week, that being 7 through 12. Here we go. David brought the gold shields of Hadadezer's officers to Jerusalem, along with a large amount of bronze from Hadadezer's towns of Teba and Berathai. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had destroyed the entire army of Hadadezer, he sent his son Joram to congratulate King David for his successful campaign. Hadadezer and Toy had been enemies and were often at war. Joram presented David with many gifts of silver, gold, and bronze. King David dedicated all these gifts to the Lord as he did with the silver and gold from the other nations he had defeated, from Edom, from Moab, Ammon, Philistia, and Amalek, and from Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. And we will be back in this chapter again next week because I want us to look you know, David is credited with these victories, but I want us to look at at least a few of those that were a part of his team. We're not lone wolves, or we're not supposed to be. And we need to remember to give praise where praise is due primarily to the Lord but also to our teammates. But for this week, we're focusing on verse 11. King David dedicated all these gifts to the Lord as he did with the silver and gold from the other nations he had defeated. This caused me to think about the entire idea about dedication. What do you think of when you think of dedication? If you grew up in many churches, you think of dedication, you think of baby dedication when parents would walk up and have their infant up in front of the church, and they would dedicate that child to the Lord. And that is a type of dedication. But, and then you think about dedicating of buildings. So I was thinking about the dedication of the temple and how it was this big ceremony where they dedicated the temple of the Lord for God and his purposes. But what I was also reminded of is what we dedicate to the Lord, we may do this with our whole heart. But there may be a day where we forget that that is set aside for the Lord and we claim it as our own. How many people have dedicated their children to the Lord for his purposes but they have held on to that child with their own hands, not encouraging that child to follow the Lord and his purposes to the ends of the earth. God was really working on me as I was preparing 
to turn on the mic. I've delayed for like two hours turning on the mic today. And I think I kind of am getting a little bit of the why. God gave me this phrase, which I'm going to tweet out um, the day that this hits the airwaves. And that phrase is, the moment we hold back anything or anyone from complete dedication to the Lord is the moment we fall into idolatry. Because if there is anything or anyone that we are intent on holding in our hands and not handing over dedicated fully to the Lord, we have committed idolatry. And that includes when we hold back our own life and we aren't holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, dedicated to the Lord's purposes. Two of my favorite verses in all of Scripture are two of the most convicting scriptures in the entire Bible. These were written by Paul to the Romans. And this is Romans 12, 1 through 2. This is from the NLT. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Verse 2 does not really come into play unless we are continually giving ourselves, our bodies, so our body, heart, soul, mind, and strength, all that we are, to the Lord for His purposes. Because verse 2 starts out, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You're not going to be changed into a new person until you have allowed, uh, the word allowed, allowed is correct, but you have chosen to remain in the Lord's hands, to dedicate yourself to him working in and through you to become all that he created you to be. Then you will know, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I just keep having this picture of the potter. And we know that there are different references to the potter in the Old and then in the New Testament. But I keep imagining God's hands as the potter. And I keep imagining what he wants to create from my life. And if I am a willing and pliable vessel 
the Lord can work in and through me, taking all that comes and molding me in to the vessel he created me to be. But what happens if I try to take myself off that wheel? What, what is his masterpiece going to become? That's continual dedication. Is submission to his hands. Even when the pressure of his hands on your life hurts creates friction. God has never spoken to me in this way before about this topic. But I keep seeing the image of his hands at the potter's wheel with this lump of clay being my life. And how much more he could do with my life if I surrender to his touch, to his movement, than if I resist. I pray this very moment that the vision that the Lord just gave to me that I do not have human words to describe. I pray that he will show you in your own life the beauty that he wants to create if you will just surrender in continual dedication to him and to his service, to his plans for you. At least one of the reasons that David was successful in all that he did was because he turned around and handed that success to the Lord. He dedicated the spoils from the victories to the Lord. We so often, when we find a little bit of success, we grab it and say, look what I did. David, at least in this season of his life, handed it back to the Lord because he knew that the Lord had handed those victories to him. How much more would we be able to battle pride in our life if we continually dedicated any praise that we receive, any accolades, any awards, any success, if we dedicated that to the Lord, if we handed it to the Lord and say, I place this 
on your altar. All to you I surrender. All to you I freely give. I will ever love and trust you. In your presence daily live. One of those songs that for me, I've quoted so many times, and I'm going to cop here for a moment because the Lord just led that to me. To be thinking about, I've, I've, I've said so many times the hymn, I Surrender All, for most of us should be sung, I Surrender Some, because we truly do not surrender all. And uh, as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it and just thinking about my own life, how much more beautiful would this this piece of clay be if I daily if not hourly submitted to the Lord's hands and trusted that he the potter would make from my life a much more beautiful piece for his glory than I ever could. If you don't know the words to I Surrender All, let us close this devotional thought on continual devotion, de dedication to the Lord by just looking at the words. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in his presence daily live all to jesus i surrender make me savior holy thine let me feel thy holy spirit truly know that thou art mine all to jesus i surrender lord i give myself to thee fill me with thy love and power let thy blessing fall on me I surrender all, I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank You so very much for the vision You just gave me. And I pray, dear Father, that You give similar to each and every person within the sound of my voice. Help us to see clearly the importance of continually dedicating not only ourselves, but our possessions, our time, our talents to your work, to your kingdom. Dear Father, how much more beautiful our lives will look 
as we stand before you in the end, if we have not only allowed, but purposefully submitted to the work of your hands in our life. May we truly sing to you, all to Jesus I surrender, all to you I freely give. I will ever love and trust you. In your presence may I daily live. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you for just being a part of the Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus family. Remember, we've got a new Instagram page, still working on that, uh, trying to post here and there. And so you can check that out, Encouraging Others at Loving Jesus. We have the Facebook group, Encouraging Others at Loving Jesus. Uh, I had asked last week that you put um, just your response to the weekly assignment feature. This week's will be, ask the Lord to show you at least one person or possession who have who you have yet to dedicate to him and i ask you who is one person with whom you can share today's podcast who's one person that needs to hear this particular message it is free for you to listen to it's free for you to share and you just never know what God might do in and through this. At the bottom of the show notes, you will find the information to the hidden episodes. You can find the more recent episodes on the major podcast platforms, but in order to find those original hidden episodes, you need to go to my Podbean site, and the information is in the show notes below. So thank you for tuning in. Come back next week as we talk about David's team and how they played so much a part in his victories, in what God was doing in that unique time of Israel. We need our teammates and we need to be reminded that all of us play a role, an important role in the kingdom of God as we surrender to his hands, working on that piece of clay, may we say in our hearts and minds to him to mold us and make us after his will, while I am waiting, yielded and still. Thank you. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day.